0: All right, all right all right. Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict. I'm your host, Dr. David waralu So good to be with you guys here. Uh, I wanted to share some information with you in the visit of the Iranian president to Moscow. Uh, as a matter of fact, this this morning, midday, it, it was a meeting between the Iranian president, Raisi and uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, of course, this goes back to September when uh, President Putin made a phone call to the, president, the Iranian president, inviting him for a visit as soon as possible. So, the question becomes, what is the significance of this? Why is this important? Well, of course, this one, uh, the visit itself, uh, the last time uh, an Iranian official visited Moscow was about uh, I think 2017 or something before that. So this is the first time since then, since 2017, that uh, an Iranian president visited or uh, uh, visits Russia at the request of the Russian president. So, well, what's interesting is is that uh, what I'm going to provide you, by the way, just to let you know, I'm going to provide you a, a brief analysis. You know, I'm not going to specifically talk only about one point because this trip the significance of it uh from a geopolitical perspective has a lot of a lot of uh, uh dimensions to it a lot of moving parts uh, so i'll provide you the big pictures too because i am not here to reach the conclusion for you so here's the thing this trip is significant because uh it has some sort of uh uh because iran uh with, with russia so and makes it very, very interesting, given the dynamics of, to what's taking place around not only the Middle East, but also the Caucasus area, what's going on in Ukraine, around the Ukraine border with all the tensions that's going on. So it was very, very interesting to put this in perspective so and understand how this visit signifies or symbolizes the changing dynamics in the geopolitical landscape. As I always say, the geopolitical landscape has been shifted, but not to the US favor. We all know this. It's reality. Washington struggles with accepting this reality. You know, now we're seeing it in the Middle East. Okay. But also you need to keep in mind uh, uh, about what this trip means within the context of Iran and Saudi Arabia. Because it's very, very important. And I'm gonna to touch on that as, as we move forward. The one key factor as of now that you need to uh, uh, understand is that the visit comes in a time when major power the P5 plus one conducting the talks with Iran regarding its nuclear agreement, which they have not come to an agreement because our reporter I did the, an analysis on this briefly and the, we all know why. Uh, just briefly, for those who do not know the background, uh, the United States, uh, uh, actually the P5 plus one, the five permanent members of the UN Security Council plus Germany, have reached an agreement with Iran back in 2015 under what's called JCPOA. In 2018, the United States, under the former President and President Trump, withdrew unilaterally. You know this is where the problem is unilaterally now whether you agree with the gcpua uh, or not that's beside the point the problem is that suddenly we withdraw in unilaterally and this is why uh, this visit it's very 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 interesting here is my take on it you know it is my belief and this is my personal opinion that the visit of the iranian president to uh, russia w- will have to have at its core is the understanding of what is the next step regarding the uh, uh, nuclear talks uh, between the p5 and 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 uh because yeah. remember which in the west it has not been reported that the whole idea of this agreement has been reached in 2015 guess who was behind it pushing it to succeed yes it was russia and china so but that's one aspect. So it is my belief that they're going to be talking about uh, particular what needs to be done next regarding this uh, 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 the the talks with the uh, the P four now because the U S it's not in direct talk with Iran. Iran refused to sit down with the United States because it was us, the U S, that withdrew from the. Uh, uh, agreement altogether now what's interesting about the trip right now of president raisi is that he went with the delegation and there is always if you are to learn about uh, international affairs or global affairs or geopolitics especially when it comes down to uh, official visits like this always look at, at the delegation that is going with the president or going with whomever the deletion usually will give you an idea. And what's interesting, I found about this is that there were three ministers that are accompanying the uh, presidentiality of foreign affairs, petroleum, and the economy. Which tells you what? It gives you an idea right there as to what the focus is going to be on. Of course, long term, because this is not about next year or the year after. We're talking about the next fifteen to twenty years, and that means what? That means the shifting of the landscape or geopolitical landscape that is, has already taken place. And now the players are thinking of what is the next step? How can we prepossession ourselves for it? We all know, and I'm not criticizing here, I'm stating the facts. We all know that U.S. leadership in the Middle East has been declining for the last 15 to 20 years. You know, We know now who managed the Middle East, you know. You know take for example the syrian conflict you know and it's a fact who manages that conflict it's not the us it's russia so you look at also the the increased footprints of the chinese you know what i found very interesting is that with the visit of the iranian president to russia today last week it was the saudis that won over to china Could it be that the Saudis are realizing, oh, my gosh, we need to jump on this train before it's too late? It's because maybe, and this is just a maybe, they, they, Saudis, are coming to realize or to the realization that the wealth has already shifted from the West to the East. The next economic hub is not in, 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 in the United States or the West. It's in Asia, mainly China and Saudi Arabia doesn't want to be left behind. That's a possibility to it. So, But this is why I always say you look at the delegation that is uh, uh, traveling with the president. One thing that you didn't hear anything about the military yet because the military dimensions is by separately, that is, is dealt with separately. Why is that? It's because Russia already agreed to sell uh, Iran the advanced missile systems, the S-400 missile systems, which shall be very, very advanced in comparison. As a matter of fact, when they do, and they already agreed to it, uh, Iran will be the second country in the Middle East beside Turkey. Even though Turkey is a USI or NATO member, they didn't care. They went ahead with the decision to purchase the uh, the S-400 system. So, What's interesting about also the trip during the talks between President Putin and President Raisi is that President Raisi the latter has thanked the president Russian uh, the Russian president whether uh, pardon me the Russian president Vladimir Putin because it was Russia that contributed to Iran's membership into the uh, SCO which is the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So thanks to the Russians' support for that, Iran now has a full membership. That is a big deal from an economic perspective, because it allowed Iran to have access to a bigger market. But all this, this is why I said this is not about a one year or two year agreement. You're looking at the next 15, 20 years. And this one has to do with what Russia and china agreed to do regarding the finances because both countries wants to dump the u.s dollar altogether so iran is seeing an opportunity iran is an oil producer it's a member of the opec opec members so they produce a lot so they can just see where the trend is headed and they want to take advantage of that of course iran already had a deal with china a 400 billion dollar deal russia already had a deal with china and this is why you see in saudi arabia going to china because they don't want to be left behind you know all it's all about movements geopolitical movements that is and this is why i i wanted personally to address this with you uh just to provide some clarity and for an understanding and analysis based on my understanding of it. I happen to be very familiar with these topics. I'm very familiar with the countries. I've been in the Middle East. When I used to work for the United States government, I understand the the language, I understand the culture, I understand the religious aspects of it. So, you know, I have a, my academic background is in international security. So, understanding the dynamics on the Middle East was part of my academic background. So, trust me when I say, I know what I'm talking about because I do have an understanding of what's going on with this uh, particular two countries. So, so here's the, the other aspect to all this. Uh, when you look at geography, of course, and I'll 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 uh, put a link for you guys for the map of the Caucasus area. Why Caucasus area? Because that's where uh, uh, Kazakhstan is. We all know. We talked about Kazakhstan and what took place there and so forth. So. Russia and Iran, they are coordinating their efforts to ensure, because what they want to ensure, that the the geopolitical borders of the countries there, will not change, and they won't allow it, because it's very very important. It is also important not only to Iran and China, but it is uh, uh, I'm sorry, Iran and Russia, but it is also interest uh, important to. China. So, so here is the deal that Iran's visit upon the request by the president of uh, Russia, Vladimir Putin. Uh, usually when uh, when a president invites you, especially for someone, uh, a country like Russia, it has a lot of messages in it. It signifies a lot. It says a lot and it tells you just where things are going. I do remember a couple of years ago, I wrote an article and, uh, in, w- in which I dis- Iran will allow either Russia or China to establish a naval base. And I was kind of ridiculed about it. It's like, what are you talking about, Dr. O? And he is. This is to me the preparations because this cooperation between Iran and uh, uh, Russia for the next 15, 20 years will certainly include the military dimensions to it. So I bet on it that it's going to happen, you know, and this is where uh, sort of uh, Iran and Russia agreed to what's called the strategic cooperation. Any you hear the term, because that's where the dynamics are shifting. And this is why I always repeat myself on this. And I'll uh, pardon me if I repeat myself again, is that the shift of the geopolitical landscape is occurring whether the west likes it or not and this is the challenge that washington is having is the un, it's not willing to accept it so we still operate we in 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 the u.s we're still operating on the mindset that we're still the dominant power in the world and it's no longer the case because this shift in dynamics is an indication of that so so the other thing that you need to understand uh, or to put this trip through within the context of Iran and Saudi Arabia geopolitical rivalry. Yes, it is one. And by the way, uh, make sure to join us on Friday for the live stream. Uh, we'll be talking about the Iran, Saudi Arabia re-establishment of diplomatic ties. And this one because it demonstrates that the newly emerged players in the Middle East, you know, have indeed uh, sort of uh, uh, cemented the notion that if we are to think about it, one, is that American leadership has indeed declined, you know, two, is that Saudi Arabia cannot handle the seismic political shifts in the region alone. Okay. Three is that the sort of the fluctuation of the energy prices highlight Saudi Arabia's economic vulnerabilities. So, and this is where you have to kind of understand how this works. You know, this uh, rivalry between Saudi Arabia and and Iran, uh, it's indirectly involving global powers mainly China, Russia, and the US to a degree. because here is the thing. Here is the thing. Saudi Arabia went to China despite whatever the US said. And to give you another proof is that the United States, president of the United States asked Saudi Arabia about two months ago to increase oil supplies because prices in oil went up here in the US. And what the Saudis did? They didn't enter. The president of the United States asked Saudi Arabia three times. I feel like the almost the Saudis gave the middle finger to America. Because here is the thing that you need to know. And if you happens to be if you happen to be uh, one of our viewers here in the United States, because mainstream media doesn't disclose this. A you know. Couple of years ago, uh, the U.S. asked Saudi Arabia to update and renovate the uh, oil refineries in Houston. And Saudi Arabia said no. And guess what Saudi Arabia did? They went ahead and built brand new oil refineries in China worth about $10 billion. What does it mean? All it means is that the Saudis wants the u.s to stay dependent on the saudi oil otherwise they will have refi- uh, uh, renovated the oil refineries and we can refine our own oil i mean the u.s produces massive amount of oil except that our oil is not a, as we call the sweet oil it's dirty oil it needs a lot of refinement so that is where the challenge is And why this trip is significant because this is part of the message, geopolitically speaking, as I always say, countries do certain things by sending messages. Those are messages for Iran to go upon the invitation of Russia to meet, you know, and a Russian president Vladimir Putin requested the meeting face to face, not via zoom, not face to face. So, so as i said you take this within the context of saudi arabia and iran rivalry it's because that geopolitical landscape in the region is clearly influenced by certain implemented decisions you know well remember and this is why i say and on friday i'm gonna detail a little bit few things about uh some elements where i do see the rivalry between the two countries and this is why for example in our case we failed to understand the cultural historical uh, dynamics of the middle east when we went into Iraq so we didn't understand it that's why we didn't succeed uh, there so so you take for example uh the idea of uh how this is gonna happen moving forward well it's gonna happen because both uh, uh China and Iran they both of them have some sort of agreements with Iran yeah. and it's interesting that uh, China and Russia had their support on Iran during the uh, negotiations during the nuclear negotiations uh, with the p5 plus one yes as I said Uh, most uh, here of us in the US do not know that it was Russia and China that convinced Iran to agree to the terms back in 2015 so and why is that it's because China and Russia understood that by doing so they're gonna be reaping the benefits for that support but also also deciding on the political and economic trajectories of the middle east for the foreseeable future you know this is usually a role that the united states and saudi arabia used to play in the past not anymore once again it's because the dynamics have changed and this is why i believe i wanted to provide you this analysis so for you to put things in perspective you don't put it just from the regional level but from a global aspects of it it's because those dynamics like this will have impact globally not just on the region and like i said before i'm starting to see the the triangle forming uh, uh russia china iran a triangle that's gonna reshape how the global order is it's because we the United States cannot influence that anymore and we are not willing to come to terms with that reality this is why you see our uh, our policy foreign policy that is is incohesive is fragmented you know and usually when you say this in an article or something you've been labeled as you know anti-americans or anti this or anti that when in reality it's nothing but the truth yeah, there are some of us do not like to hear the truth because the truth hurts, or just they can't handle it. So, and it's for me personally, it's become clear to me for the last decade or so. You know, I, I still love my country. Don't get me wrong, guys. <laughs> I still love my country, and I wish it would embark on the right path. But because our system, uh, you know, is kind of out of whack. So So you're seeing countries moving in a different direction. And this is why I am convinced, I'm convinced beyond doubt that the Saudi visit to China last week was for this purpose because they don't want to be left out. And that is why uh, this rivalry between these two countries, it's because Saudis... We will have nothing in the Middle East because the only claim they have is to the religious identity. That's about it. Because religious is the only currency by which they trade in the into the market of ideas, basically. That's about it. And on Friday, I'm gonna be talking briefly uh about uh uh about this particular aspect, not in detail because you all know. As a matter of fact, I did a video on locals if you want to check it out because locals you can talk freely you know all this so so this is why i i i highly 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 recommend to you guys check out the locals .locals geopolitics.locals.com and check us out also on geopoliticsinconflict.com you know it's just because the way i see this is going it's less and less we will be able to talk freely openly shall we say and all it is, we're providing an analysis. We're providing a, a, a layer, a read into the geopolitical landscape for you and all of our viewers to have an understanding, so can, you you guys can put things in perspective and understand the dynamics. Because mainstream media is not going to disclose this kind of information it's just because they don't understand it. Simple as it is, they don't understand it. So. That is what I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, I hope that you do find it very, very informative. And I look forward to seeing you on Friday for live. We're going to be talking once again about this rapprochement uh, or the reestablishment, shall we say, of the diplomatic ties between uh, uh, Iran and uh, the geopolitical landscape in the Middle East, but also on the global level. Because it is major uh, developments that you need to have an understanding about. Because usually uh, uh, all politics in the Middle East it goes through those two countries. Because in addition to Turkey, of course, but now the dynamics have shifted in a different direction. That you know, and especially for the US, the US cannot do anything about it because it's out of out of its control, per se. So, so this is what I wanted to share with you and uh i do uh hope you find this information very useful uh as i always make sure to check us out on geopolitics.locals.com and on geopoliticsinconflict.com so uh, remember to follow me on twitter at the i by the way i did post uh, something on twitter there you can look it up i just uh, was called in from washington dc believe it or not for an interview with uh, there's a program there called Critical Hour. You know, it's uh from the Sputnik News or something like that. You know, very, very interesting. Uh why I like that program is because uh they ask poignant questions. I truly enjoy it. So so you can check this out. Um, I think they post my recordings over there and so forth. So I look forward to seeing you next time. And as always, stay informed till next time. Bye bye.